seat. At least we can save this one. Even I should be able to operate this. This is one of your hosts, Sobro Ryu, and also here with me is Neil Lorna. That's right, we're here to tag team to bring you the latest news in Gundam and, and, and Mecha anime. We're the unofficial podcast of all those. Um, welcome to the show. This is the third episode, as as, as previously stated, and um, we're rolling strong. We're getting feedback from from the listeners, and we got we quite thank a good everybody for giving us feedback. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it helps to improve the show. Mm-hmm. And um, if you got, if you have any creative criticism or just any suggestions, please let us know. Or any ideas for topics. Exactly. Definitely. Well, check us out at um, myspace.com slash Gundam the show. You can email us also at um, C- I'm sorry, Gundam at cfl.rr.com. And also check out mahq.net and check out their forums there and you'll catch us posting on the advertisement section. Underneath the um, subject Gundam, and we're also posting in other threads in there as well, and and join up and join in on the fun there, and um, just check out the site in general. There's a lot of news on Mecha Anime that you probably haven't seen before, and if you ever want to find out what a certain show is about, that's a great place to do it. And also, um, if you want to check out the latest news in Mecha uh, Mecha Anime and especially Gundam, go to Ganada, and that's at a e u g dot blogspot dot com. Speaking of the news. Yep, here's Neo, and here I am in the old Gundam News Central. Oh, man. And I got a few things courtesy of our friends at Kanata. Um, first first little thing that I have is kind of the um, kind of the WTF thing with, <laughs> with the with the Japanese. They're they are the cross-marketing geniuses, and boy, do they love their Shower Asenball. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, because, um, wow, I mean, this kind of makes you jealous just because of their... their 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 love of this character, but they got two n- new items coming, oh, uh, man. coming uh, uh, available for sale to the public. Oh my god! First, they have a Shar custom cell phone. Oh, oh, oh and man. if People you go to Ganada, they have a link to it, and you, you got to check this out. It's it's a mobile phone. It's called the G Type Shar cell phone. Uh, it's basically one of the slider models. Uh, they kind of pop up. It is the kind of like the ones in the Matrix. Remember, the, for those that are looking, it's the SoftBank Full Face Nine One Three SHG. Okay. Look it up on Google if you have to. I've memorized it because I want this phone so bad. And it's kind of unique because it, you know, it's it's of course it's the trademark Shar Red, and it's also got um, Sunrise uh, approved content. I guess it has Shar quotes and sound effects. And the design of the layout of the phone uh, is done by Bandai, and it yeah. a- actually has um, actually comes with a Zaku head charging stand when that you, opens up. And when you put the phone in it, and you let it charge, and you close the lid, it's the the screensaver is the eye of the Zaku, yeah. and it goes left to right. Genius, Sunrise, genius, Sanyo. Thank you, thank you, and bring it to the states, please, Bandai. And that's, and that's going to be available for everybody in Japan in December, probably 
no chance of getting it here. Oh, Second thing is waiting list around the block. But go ahead. Is uh, another thing, and th- this this kind of makes me kind of laugh to an extent. Is Shark Custom cell phone I can understand, but Shark Custom luggage now. Oh man! Not only for the as you're at, yes, as you're talking on your Shark cell phone at the airport waiting to leave, or you just got in, you're waiting at baggage claim to pick up your Shark Custom zo- uh, luggage. It's uh, available. It's available in red and also available in Zaku 2 green. Zaku 2 green? Yes. With the Duchy of Xeon on the side, man? The, the logo? I don't know. I don't have a picture of it. Oh, but, um, goodness. Yeah, they, it, these are all bought by pre-order. They do like a first pre-order at the end of October. American tourists do these or not. Yeah. It ends uh, the 31st of December, and then I guess they're doing a second phase of them to, uh, in January to March. So, and. They also come with uh, certified locks. Oh, TSA certified locks. So all those Japanese people coming over here to Florida, I'm sure we'll see one or two sets of this luggage. But uh, if I see them in the airport, they might might, have to go to vacation without any clothes. (laughs) Exactly. Now, my, my second little story here is, and, and this is probably everybody, um, everybody out there will probably identify with this, especially if you have uh, access to a computer at your job oh, man. and, you know, surf websites. But I guess the Ministry of Defense in Japan, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they basically caught a bunch of their, uh, bunch of their people uh, updating the Japanese Wikipedia uh, pertaining to Gundam information yeah and it doesn't really say what they did with them i think they just told them to stop but um they basically released a statement saying that the ministry of defense is not in charge of gun <laughs> the agriculture ministry that, yeah <laughs> so i mean it's we're in charge of crops yes not mobile suits get it right exactly so i thought that was kind of funny and kind of hits home especially when i um, you know i'm at work and i get a free moment and i go on wikipedia i go to wikipedia or I go to mh so you never know who's watching, but I uh, thought that was kind of funny. Um, next little story is, and this is actually kind of exciting, but also kind of um, disheartening. Hopefully this is just a Japanese thing. Um, that Bandai is now going to put Char's Counterattack and F91, the movies, on Blu-ray. Awesome. And, Rich, I can't wait to see. I'd like to see these, especially Char's Counterattack. I'd like to see that. In uh, HD, same here. Since the, since the DVD transfer looks so good, yeah. yeah. So, but the only problem is, is I don't have a, a Blu-ray. Blu-ray player. I'm going to be getting an HD one. <laughs> exactly. So, hopefully, if they bring that over, they're they're going to bring it over in both formats. But apparently, Sony got in the Bandai's bucket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Darn. Well, I'm sure that was uh, part of the plan, especially with um, how popular Gundam is. Well, whatever whatever brand embraces anime first, it, st- it stands to uh, make a lot of money. I'd, I'd have to say. Well, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, especially over there, it would definitely do that. Yeah, yeah that's true. And I, I think Blu-ray's favored more over there than HD DVD at this point, especially with the PS3 market. Oh yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, definitely. But last little thing is just going to be kind of our uh, semi-weekly news about Double uh, Zero. Oh. Uh, I guess on the Double Zero website, they're doing one of those uh, mobile suit in action campaigns. Mm-hmm. Where people can, um, you know, you you register online, and they're selecting two thousand people randomly to get uh, free models in the oh. clear color edition. What do we sign up? Package. 
Uh, it was Tamashimi Webb. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it was back in August. So it was kind of one of these things that, you know, the delay. For those though. listeners that can read and write Japanese, get on it. Yeah, exactly. Let us know what you get. We'd and, like to know. And lastly, regarding Double Zero, is uh, the ratings for Episode 4. Um, I guess a- Episode 3 dropped out of the top 10 the, the previous week. But uh, Episode 4 continued with a 5.5 share. And uh, it was the ninth most watched anime in Japan. So wow. it's uh, back up to its, so it's holding pretty strong, which is a good sign. Oh, it's stepping up, man. So, but it's good to hear it's in the top ten. I'm, I'm really proud of the show. It's, it, it, it's worthy of all that, all the ratings. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Speaking of which, that's our first subject tonight. Um, later on in the show, we'll be talking about um, um our favorite adaptations of um, Gundam in print, as well as other um, other, other mech shows, animals, yeah, and um, whether it be novel or manga. And last but not least, we'll be talking about the future of mech anime and, and what we like to see in later um, in future shows, if possible. We'll be pulling from the well of the past a little bit, but you know, <laughs> we'll, um, pretty much is what we're hoping to see in later shows. Gun Double Zero is a good indicator of that, as we will get into in the next segment. And you are listening to Gundam. Dad! Daniel! Dad, what can I do? Knock down the acid cover! Blast it, son! But I don't have a gun! Dave! Use your exosuit! Hello, everyone! How are you? Fine, thank you! Oh my god! Flip the Script is a roundtable discussion covering the topics of anime. I know you guys are just like me. We can't afford to pick up all these volumes that they keep releasing. Where the hell are the movies where I can only buy one thing and enjoy it? A lot of shows with the same themes come to the States first, so we get to miss out on a lot of the original shows. Case in point, Monster, one of the greatest murder mystery sagas that's just been animated in, 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 in Japan. It's about 75 episodes. Wonderful show. Has yet to be picked up. Video games. 360 or PS3. Which one would you actually spend your hard-earned money on? Both. On, on both? But you, you would have to pick one. Uh, um, the Wii? Can I buy the Wii? <laughs> There's been so much hype about this PS3 that it's like, why? I just gotta see it. Let me get like, pushed back again. Japan gets uh, 100,000 on November 11th as we get 400,000 uh, November 17th. That is 100,000 less units of the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to have some fun getting that sucker. Do that you is know true. And, there and, and are only and 30 million people living in Canada? Which means about 95% of those people will not be getting but, a PS3. But... <laughs> Television. What is the deal with Dave Chappelle? First two seasons of his show were awesome. Third season came around and the motherfucker wasn't even there. Money got to his brain. Money got to his brain. Money exactly. got to his brain, and that's what I'm saying right there. He didn't want to do the show if it was going to conflict with his beliefs. I guess he's become more of a devout Muslim, so, you know. He's I, a Muslim for real? Yeah, he's a Muslim. Who says so? He's a, he's a Muslim. Since when? Read anything? Mama man told me. Oh, I'm too bad. <laughs> Movies. The protector actually far superseded Ombak. Let's let's backtrack here. The story is kind of silly, but they just said enough of uh, groundwork for the story so that you can get into the action. Well, after the first 20, 15, 20 minutes yeah. of the movie, it's just it's like, balls okay. to the wall, ass kickery. It's got some of the best camera work I've seen in action. There, there, in there, and there's a lot of chicken bone breaking in this one because <laughs> I'll tell you this Wait. much, folks. Tibulas and fibulas are going like crazy. Every 
everyday stuff. First off, we decided to have a draft, a live draft, and we get together at a sports bar and do this thing and pick the teams. Oh, Guys yeah. are showing up in their favorite team's jerseys. Hey. They're coming with notebooks, hey. pens, pads. They got their oh, best yeah. friend on their cell phone um, to give them advice on who to pick. I come as I am, and I'm thinking to myself, I am starting something with a bunch of total they're dealing with the opinions of six different people. Those people include Boy Wonder. I thought it was great that nobody knocked Brad Pitt for breaking up with him. Pe- people in doing tabloid news and stuff are just like, man, I'd have done the same thing. Dr. Encyclopedia Black. We know that Angelina Jolie and her father have a bad relationship. A- and it's like, why? Why do I need to know this? Lee Majors. I-, I-, I feel really good when I actually hear a woman say, yeah. I would have picked Angelina too. I'm like, you damn right. <laughs> Neo the Blondes. The only thing that I see when I see Angelina Jolie is, I, I just wonder how she would break me in two in bed and how I would die a very happy man. Shoji Romero. Once again, I bring up the whole fact that you guys got to know, I have a short attention span. You right. guys bore me, I'm moving on. And Soul Brother Ryu. SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters. I know y'all all laughing out there, but F y'all, that's going to be the game of the year. We'd like to welcome all of you to Flip the Script. God damn you! Welcome back to Gundam. On tonight's first segment, we're going to talk about, um, we're finally going to get to our reviews of the latest episodes of Gundam Double Zero. Um, we're going to talk about episodes two, three, and four tonight with, with me, Sobo Ryu, and of course, Neil Lorna, with, with limited spoilers too. Limited spoilers if we can help it. Yes. <laughs> we're not promising Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll try. Um, I guess we should start with episode two. And, uh... Episode two was pretty exciting. It was uh, we got to see all four Gundams work together. Yeah. This episode. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. You got to kind of see that they're pretty much trained to pilot these Gundams too, which is that's kind of a different norm for a lot of these Gundam shows, especially uh, in the first couple episodes because everybody seems like a novice. They don't true. even know how to turn it on sometimes. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, um, as opposed to having seasoned professionals, yeah, yeah up behind the suit, uh, it was good to see. Um, it was good to see a lot more of Setsuna in action and the, mm-hmm. and the Exia. Yeah, I love the way that the, how cinematic the show looks. Yeah, I mean, you can look in that second episode and just see the touches of cinema. It's just the touches of the the fact that they're taking advantage of the widescreen format. First of yeah. all, I mean. From the from the talking head scenes with the president, where you see his reflection in the glass, mm-hmm. to when you see the reflection of the Exia touchdown on the battlefield, one of the metal parts of the suits that it's about to confront, and when he's fighting, how the camera just trails along with yeah. the suit. I love the scene where he um, touches down and does he spins as he's cutting one of the suits open. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the movements of the suit are very, um, very I guess uh, just very human like. Yeah, I mean, and and I guess that has that has to do with that particle system that they're using to make them practically weightless. So, um, at least from my eyes, it seems that they're weightless compared to the other suits, which are very weighted down, very uh, real world. Yeah. Um, you know, brought down by physics, so they have I no chance. Wonder, I almost wonder if they're like the um, the turn A, which the turn A was um, was hollow. 
Remember in Turnay Gundam, the Turnay Gundam was hollow, and that's why it kind of was as mobile as it was. Right. And I'm wondering, I'm kind of wondering if that's the same thing with these suits. Like, not only does it have that propulsion system, but uh, you know, they're they're very lightweight, almost hollow inside. I think that they might be. I mean, but they they found a part. Uh, bridging over to episode three a little bit, they, I guess one of the suits dropped a weapon. Yeah, and they were investigating what what, what it was constructed of, and yeah, it was a it was, missile pack or something like that's that. That's right, and it just um, it wasn't anything big. They just basically said it was all pretty much the same technology as what was, you know, what they already had. They so said the, the alloy was of carbon. Yeah, I don't know if, whether they said it was thick or light, but they said it was very um, it was unlike anything they've ever used. But the the actual firing systems were nothing spectacular. Kind of interesting that, but the missiles that they used were like you know yeah the suits were, were un- incapable the suits the suits they had were incapable of carrying that kind of um yeah firepower exactly uh, the the thing also I liked about it on um, is the fact and I was actually was watching it with my roommate he brought up this the point is that the the use of music is actually kind of nice where a lot of these shows now they're they're just, just like too much music and it's like sometimes. It's just uh, it's overpowering everything. There are actually it's actually nice just to hear parts, especially during fight scenes where there's no music and you just hear it's the just gears and you know the movements of all the suits and you know like hydraulics it. and whatever you know whatever's moving these things. I thought that was kind of kind of unique also. I think the sound mixing on the show is ridiculous too because um, I was sitting yeah. there watching the shows with my headphones on. <laughs> And when I'm wa- listening to that, I can like it's a simple scene. Try not to wake up the parents. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm not living. The old, home. Yeah, the old days. Right? <laughs> the old days. But no, it was late at night, and I didn't want to wake everybody oh, up in the house. That, yeah. But I'm, I, I'm watching it with the headphones on, and there's a simple scene where characters are in a you know or in a commons in a, at a college, mm-hmm. and you can hear the mixing of the audio in the background of all the yeah. people talking. I know what you're talking and about. And it's, it's trippy because I'm I'm actually not tuning the I'm tuning the characters out, and I'm listening to other characters speak Japanese in the background, trying mm-hmm. to make out how well they're coming through. And it's it's real weird because it sounds like it's coming from behind you the way they mixed it. Yeah, and they're and they're not. Um, sometimes they do gibberish. It mm-hmm. seems like when they do those thing, the you know these scenes where it's out in the public. And uh, people are, you know, talking, speaking with each other, and they're not the characters you're trying to look at or, or paying it close attention to. Like jumping up to the fourth episode, the scene in the park, right, where Setsuda is in there, and you know they're showing all these people around him, and you know there's concerted effort of showing what these people are saying to each other. Where a lot of these other shows, they take the shortcut and they just kind of do gibberish. That's true. Background noise or whatever. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. It's very interesting. I like, um, I like that. I mean, it, like you said, the sounds from the battlefield when you when you watch the show and sometimes sounds there's no the music suits is what's this, really got yeah. me. Is is the fact that um, you know they do that in most of the Gundam shows. They have they um, have the sounds of the suits, but it seems like if during certain, it seems like a lot of times during halfway through those episodes. All of a sudden, they forget to put the sounds in there. Yeah. This one, I mean, it's even when they're speaking and all of a sudden, you're still hearing the sounds of these suits. Exactly. Of, you know, it moving its arm. If it, you know, something, you know, it's it's grabbing this or they're, yeah. you know. Like, like when, when, um, when the exit got his face grabbed by the, yeah. by the, by the pimp, the, um, 
Oh, the guy from the yes, the general from the um the new, the human Reform Reform League. League. Yeah, he was uh he's one of he's becoming one of my favorite characters in the show. Yeah, and then you have uh also the girl they introduced the uh what's her name the oh, the, the proto uh, the proto the um artificial new type girl. Her name is uh Soma. Soma, Soma Paris, and Sergei Smirnov. Ser- Sergei Smirnov is oh, the yeah. uh, is the general we were speaking of, and uh, he is he's just cool beans, along with the the little girl they introduced in episode four, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be um, oh the disposal the exile leader. No, 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 the, no the the girl with the gray hair who is on oh the girl the super soldier oh, yeah the super soldier yeah yeah with the yellow eyes creepy as all get out but um. <laughs> She's um she's probably going to turn out to be a real formidable foe, and uh, but are there any characters in the show you're really starting to um really starting um, to uh, like in the show? The uh, I like the sniper lock on. Yeah, that's, um, that's I like him because what I like about all the pilots too is um, as we're going in it, you know, it's just the first four episodes, but they've pretty much given them all kind of equal balance yeah. of face time, uh, even though Satsuna I think is the main protagonist of the show it seems like all these other guys are getting pretty equal face time and I like the fact that they have pretty good personalities you they're can tell that they different. don't like each other some of them don't like, like each, each other, other. yeah um, like and of course my man um, Tierra yeah he's a little he's got he's Mr. Chip on his shoulder yeah can't even celebrate with a little wine when he gets back to the ship well <laughs> it'll be interesting though I, I my, my theory is most of these guys are um, it's going to be the whole war orphan thing I Probably think so. to an extent that that's well, the overall theme in all Gundam. Well, I mean, from the looks of it, all the uh, the three other pilots are a little, uh, are, are I wouldn't say much older than uh, the main character. They're a few years older. They're though. a few years older. Although we don't know the age of Tierra, but we know that um, we know that both Alabama well, how old is Satsuna? Uh, what, like seventeen, eighteen? He is either sixteen or seventeen. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. He was discovered at age fourteen. But he's right now. He's sixteen. He's sixteen. Mm-hmm. And, and the L- other guys seem like they're about in their twenties. So, yeah. I mean, that's a big age difference. Yeah, Lockon's twenty-four. Alleluia is nineteen, and and no one knows how old uh, Dom Tierra is. At least not at the moment. There's a lot oh, of mystery okay. behind him. But I like him. I like Hallelujah. Um, one of my one of my growing favorites is um, Shaji Crossroad, man. Oh, the neighbor. Yeah, the, the average the average man. Yeah. <laughs> The um the audience I I look at him as the audience yeah he, he's one of those characters where he's reacting the way most people would and uh, watching the events that are unfolding it's actually gonna be interesting to how they're going to kind of how he plays a bigger part in the show because right now he's just his neighbor but you know that he's gonna be a bigger part I, f- I would figure I have a sneaky suspicion that this may be the first Gundam show where you may actually get you may introduce a pilot. In a real, there might be a real slow development process for a a, a, a real potential pilot. I think that Shaji oh. may either become the main antagonist of Setsuna because they might have differing um, differing uh, opinions as the series goes along. If they're sort of the neighbors, they might actually be, even become friends. And as the series goes along, the events will pit them against each other, even more so than any of the characters in the show. I also like the fact that this with, the, with this director is um, it's not. It's just a good story, and mm-hmm. they're just telling it in a nice, even keel. They're not over cheesing on the drama. They're not over cheesing on the action or even the humor. Yeah, and I, I think it's just—it seems like kind of the day out of the life of these people in the future with yeah. these fantastic machines. And even the machines don't seem that fantastic because, um, you know, 
I think I think the last Gundam series that it really looked like they're more realistic, especially the Gundams, was the 08MS team. Yeah. Where these, um, you know, these are powerful machines, but you know they're they need to be refueled, repaired, be repaired, kept up, kept up, yeah. and you know they're just not the fantastic machines that um, you know we're always seeing in some of these other shows. That's true. What about um, what about the events that are brought into the show? The real world events that are brought up to the show. They're kind of like pulling a ghost in the shell, where they're taking things that are in the headlines now, yeah, and putting a future spin on them. Well, I mean, they're they're kind of. I mean, I'd have to say, C was actually the first one to really kind of do that too. That's true. They're kind of going off of that also because they did the whole thing about genetic modification and you know they true. also had the whole thing about um, the world resources kind of being used up. Because um, even like the Universal Century uh, Gundams, they don't really talk that much about like this. They just the reason why people are in space is because they ran out of space on Earth. It wasn't because they ran out of resources. They haven't really brought up the overpopulation thing yeah. on and the show, but I mean, there's still plenty of time. I didn't, um, but you know what? I don't think there is one because it seems like there's just the the um, the world seems like there was in a constant state of war. Right, and I think that they're moving towards the colonies in this show just to you see uh, one in escape from it. You do see one in construction. Yeah, yeah. on one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Also, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I guess um, outside of the um, the topical issues that are brought up in the show, they they I don't know if this is true yet, but they may have crossed the um, the sexual barrier. Oh, if the um, the oh, ace in the series. Yeah, that guy and his um, his. Who's that? Like, is it engineer, personal his, engineer? His, his uh, the engineer's I name guess is more than a personal engineer. Yeah, he's, he's real personal. But no, uh, the engineer's name is Billy Katakiri, yeah. and the blonde ace show, the blonde ace in the show, his name is Graham Aker. Yeah. And apparently, they may be they may be having. Um, well, that's what the translation says. That's but the translation? I was trying to kind of back it up because I, I, I thought it would be a. It, I mean, that's it, kind I mean, of a groundbreaking it's, thing. It's, it is groundbreaking, and it is Especially speculation Gundam, right now. I mean, exactly. That's such. Um, I mean, that's like if. That's like if Han Solo was announced to be gay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same way that it would be taken in the United States as it would be in Japan. So I was kind of seeing, because, I mean, hey, it, you know, it's part of life, and you know, those things happen. But because I remember uh, when Seed came out and Kira actually had sex <laughs> in the show. That, that was, was a, that was a huge thing. That was groundbreaking. It so was, I mean, it, it was groundbreaking. Then the, the boards pull, uh, flare up. That yeah, episode. their standard and practices boards like went through the roof about that stuff. Wow. So um, you know, I was trying to get some, but it does seem like that's going on. Yeah, Graham now might, Graham might be the blonde gaze. We'll keep stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully. You know, hopefully in the next show or even in this show, we get a girl that's, you know, maybe a pilot for once, too, instead of just, you know, that's a wingman. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A, a, a female Gundam pilot? We haven't seen one since, um, well, no, Emma was the first, but, I mean, we haven't seen They've one had since them, but they're just not. They're always, like, they're, below tier. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not the top. But, no, this show's going pretty well. I like the whole, I like the fact that they're giving equal time, not only to the pilots, too, but also to each side each one of the um, you know each one of the countries or each one of the like the alliances there right because you know especially the fourth episode where um, one of the I guess one of the states within the union is trying to secede yeah um, you're to seeing the reaction of to bury of the, yeah of all three of the union the human reform league and what is the other one called I'm, oh it's the human reform league 
the the AEU and the Union. Okay, AEU is the one I was. That's that's the European one. Yeah, the European is the AEU and the Union is the Advanced European Union and uh, North America, South America. Yeah, we really haven't seen too much representation from North America yet. Have you noticed? Well, that was the president. He was in. No, as in I'm talking about as in characters. Well, that that pilot in his suits. We haven't seen too many. I mean, just just, I think just the blonde guy and. But the blonde guy works for the AEU. Yeah. And oh, it's called the Union of Solar Energy and Free Nations. That's true. We haven't we haven't really seen any on that one. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's such a big cast. I'm still oh, getting a little confused. I take that back. He is with the he is with the. I US. thought he was with the union. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm retarded. <laughs> no, you're not retarded, but you just got there's it's such a big cast. But yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, the the whole thing with the the girl that's like royalty in exile. And she's going to turn out to be a really interesting She's going to be a big player. She's um, According to the opening, her and um, Setsuna form a bond of some sort. Well, they're from the same area. She, I mean, she's true. Middle Eastern, too, just like he is. So oh, man. maybe it's she's... It's Aladdin and Jasmine all over again, right on. Well, maybe she's, um, maybe she's the daughter of the leaders of the country he was under. Very and, true. Uh, he was part of the resistance. Maybe he's... Maybe his resistance group was trying to put them back into power. Who knows? I mean, this is all speculation. You get a little little taste of, I guess, his own conflict every episode when you see him him at that flashback. He's kind of a sick guy. He's broken, man. He's broken stuff. I mean, I wouldn't say every episode, but every so often the man has an episode in an episode where he has a a war flashback, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Vietnam vets. Yeah. I mean, the the kid's all of 16. Yeah. And he's enduring this. I mean, he he probably doesn't get the, he probably doesn't sleep at night some nights. I, I don't oh, know. It's probably just, not. He's an interesting study because you've never seen Shin was kind of like a budding, a, a, a kind of a slight example of that compared to this kid. Yeah, this kid has lived through he lived through a nightmare as a child, but you know he's now an adult. It's like a constant nightmare too. It wasn't just like one event. Exactly. It makes that you scarred wonder, him. It makes you wonder how 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 you triumph over that. He may be the first Gundam lead to die. If you think, I don't know if that'll happen, but I mean, we've been we've been kind of waiting or not waiting for this to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of it. It is interesting, though. I mean, I do like the way that they're going through everything. I do like the way that they're, um, you know, the whole pace of the show, and yeah. I see that in episode five in the coming attractions. Um, that Hallelujah is they're going back to his past already, which I find is really interesting because normally they don't do that. That's too true. quickly for the guy that's not the main guy. So it, it's nice to see that they're breaking all these norms, and you know, I've been pretty, pretty, en- it's been pretty enjoyable so far. True. Well, any any closing? Any any? Um, well, I guess that would be the closing thoughts. Well, I mean, <laughs> my closing thing on it is, I, I think anybody that hasn't seen it yet, you know, definitely go in with an open mind. Uh, poor people that might have gotten slighter felt like they got kind of taken down with destiny. You know, yeah. remember that it's not that. Um, it's I mean, actually it's actually a good representation of of um, you know real world events yeah, which the they're show, trying to do. So the best thing about the show is it hits close to home. Yeah, and um, a lot of things you a lot of things are a lot of things are still are recognizable show, too. Like still all the countries are still kind of recognizable and exactly. all that stuff. And on top of that, a lot of that stuff um, you're already well aware of because of what's in the headlines today. So. Um, Get, find 00 where you Gundam Mobile Suit Gundam 00 find it where you somewhere can somewhere on the internet and um, support it when it comes out here on DVD band I would like to see that <laughs> trust me we will um, anyway um, we'll be back in just a few moments you're listening to Gundam
Now, can anybody tell me how much energy it takes to power Las Vegas? Um, yeah, I, I just have a question. Um, is this a damn... <laughs> Ironhide, report to me at once. Every time I look into a monitor, Prime, my circuit sizzle. When are we going to start busting Decepticons? I want you to make a special run to Autobot City on Earth. But, listen, Ironhide, we don't have enough energon cubes to power a full-scale assault. Ready the shuttle for launch. Your days are numbered now, Decepticons.
Welcome back to Gundam. This is your host, Neo, along with Soulbro. We're going to launch into our second topic, which is basically um, mech, mech anime and print. Um, usually, uh, the way I kind of understand it, most of these uh, just anime shows in general usually start off as uh, uh, mangas in Japan or as no- or just novels, right. and they're brought over. So, but sometimes they're, sometimes they're the other way around, too. That's true. That's, that's true, too, but... Um, but what we're going to do is we're just going to discuss a few of um, some of the few, few of the mech shows that we've read in print, uh, including novelizations and um, and manga forms. So, what would be probably the first one you'd want to talk about, Soldier? Well, we have to start with Mobile Suit Gundam. Mobile we, Suit Gundam, and we will. There are two Mobile Suit Gundam, the novel. There are two shining examples. The first one would be the novel. Okay. Tell us about it. It's, it's um, of course, written by the uh, Grandmaster himself, uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino, our favorite emo director. Um, <laughs> but it's translated by Frederick D. Schott, and it is a wonderful rendition of the Gundam universe. I would, if, if it wasn't for one event in the book, which I will not go into, I would want, almost want to say that this book is canon compared to anything else. I know the movies are. The movies are the canon, but I would oh. much rather see... If there was anything that could be ad- adapted into a live-action movie, the novel and all its explanations of the world and how it's all detailed, how the characters are presented, um, especially Char, and especially how the Zeon family is broken down, the novel does the best job of really getting inside the characters, even though it does a lot of things different with them and it omits a lot of characters that were introduced in the TV show. But I love the novels... Um, are the com- the show. Um, they omitted going to Earth. <laughs> oh, you, I thought you meant characters. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm sorry. from the TV show that were omitted because the novel could not get into all those Which side characters. Who did it omit? Uh, there was no Miharu. There was oh. no, um, the, you know, the, all the side arcs they what went about, into. Uh, Ryu? Never, was he, Ryu in it? Ryu was in it, and he, di- That's right. he died yeah. all the same. And okay. Slager showed up, and... Slager was in it, but um, like Amaro's mom was barely touched upon, but she w- it was still powerful her entry in the book. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it it, it the bo- that doesn't make the book bad at all. The book is to me, if you're a Gundam fan and you enjoy Mobile Suit Gundam, then you, I don't know what you're waiting for to read this novel. You can find it on Amazon, but it's a wonderful book. It's called Mobile Suit Gundam: Awakening, Confrontation, and uh, wait, Awakening, Escalation, Confrontation. That's it. And it's written by Yoshiyuki Tomino and Frederick D. Schott. And what's your opinions on it, Neil? Well, I'd have to say the first thing is, is I was really uh, impressed by the way it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was probably a better novelist than he is sometimes a director. I, I think so. Um, I mean, just the way they explained everything. I couldn't... If you could have told me that there was a way to make Char Asimov even cooler and even more ice cold, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. But they do in in this book. I mean, the man is just he's cool unbelievable. I mean, remember the character they introduced the um, the one uh, new type pilot, the girl. Um, I forget uh, her Kuska name. L. Kuska. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, she's an awesome character. Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. They had different. They they omitted some characters, but they actually had characters that weren't part of 
of uh, the TV show, like and actually um, some of the characters that were that you saw for like half an episode had a bigger part. Like Gary's secretary, she was, she was in the movies, but she wasn't in the show. Um, Charlie Bull. Charlie Bull, yeah, Charlie Bull didn't have any kind of, they had barely any kind of face time in the show, but in the fu- in, in in the book, he was all over it. Yeah, it was it was it was a good. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a different way of telling the story, and I guess some of the background is. He never thought that the since I guess it was because the original show was canceled, he kind of wrote this book I believe just to just to kind of give a different take because he never thought he was going to do any sequels to <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam at the time at the time because it was like written a year after it was canceled I believe right right when he was doing the day on so, yeah so but I mean it it was uh, it, I mean the way that they explained the world the mechanics of the suits uh, you got a real sense of why they have to use the suits. And the most powerful descriptions about new types yeah. are in that book. Yeah. And you get a better understanding of... I mean, this is still mysterious nonetheless, but you get a better understanding of the new type experience in those novels. Yeah. And what Amaro goes through, what Shar goes through, what Bala goes through, and what Kuska... Kuska, Kuska, Kuska. Oh, what she goes through, among other characters and in actually, the White And actually, the other, the other character, and I, I liked her in the um, in Mobile Suit Gundam, but uh, Cecilia Zabi is just... She's a, she's a pretty amazing woman in this. Uh, she's ice and lightning in that yeah. book, boy. <laughs> I mean, in in a lot of ways, it seemed that her and Shar were destined to be with each other because they were just they were two 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 of a pair. The heart to heart they have in that book when she unveils yeah. that she knows who he is. Fantastic stuff. Not like what's in the in the show. Yeah. Is it in the show or is it in the movies? I know it's in the it's movies. It's in the show, that, but it's not as powerful as it is in the yeah. novel. She, yeah. she unveils him in every in every form of the of the show, but I mean, but also in the novel, it's like it's it, it, it's it's more entertaining in the novel to me than any other form. Yeah. I haven't seen it in Gundam: The Origin, but I, we'll, we'll be, hopefully we'll get there someday. Well, that brings us, you know, because that's we don't want to give too much away about um, the, the novel. novel. That brings us good segue into. Gun of the, the origin, origin. Rich oh. is basically. I think we discussed about it once before, mm-hmm. um, and just briefly. It's just a reimagining of the original Mobile, Mobile Suit, Gundam. Suit Gundam show by the artist of the um, original Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam series. Um, Yaz is his nickname. Um, Yazuhiro, I forget to pronounce his name, so I won't slay it. But Yaz is his nickname, and he's the artist. And when you read those books and you've seen Mobile Suit Gundam. It's, it's, it's like it, you, you don't miss a beat because everybody looks right. Yeah. But it's funny how they implement re, um, the latest technology that we have now, like laptops and cell phones, <laughs> into something that looks so 70s. Yeah. And on top of that, how well thought out. It's really much his version of Mobile Suit Gundam, and it makes a lot of sense. Sharon Amaro meet way ahead of time. As opposed to finally meeting face to face, way in the 30s of the episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam, they meet face to face. Like I'd say in like um, the fourth or fifth chapter of that book, yeah, and they come right. they come really close to shooting each other, but I think Sailor Sailor stops it from happening. Mm-hmm. But um, that book, we only got so many of them from Viz, but um, and that's a shame because I, Viz put it out in a format that's like a comic book format where we got half the half a novel, so we got half a manga. In um, each each volume, so it, it, it ultimately failed because people rather buy them in Tonkabon shape than comic book shape, and save a lot more money that way. They released it in another way, and it really didn't it really didn't make sense. It, it was a bigger stop that uh, yeah, Rumble Raw stop that Rumble Raw, and yeah. um, 
for it to stop there when in Japan it's so much further. I mean, they're at Odessa in Japan now, if I recall. It's 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 an it's it's an awesome adaptation of, of Mobile Suit Gundam. I think it's the best graphical adaptation of Mobile Suit Gundam. And if they animate any any re remix of Mobile Suit Gundam, it should be Gundam: The Origin. Yeah, hands down. Well, just the way that they um, the changes to the suits too, and and then you actually see why the Gundam of the show was the RX seventy eight because yeah. the RX seventy one dash or the RX seventy eight dash one actually. You see how it gets lost. It gets lost. Now, I bet you dollars a donut. Zeon got it. Yeah, someone in Zeon got it, and I, they converted for Char like in the um, the gears. Um, the Gion, what's his name? Um, the oldest Zeon brother. Um, the mastermind. Girian. Girian Zabi. If um, Girian's ambition, if they do what they do in that game, where um, Char gets a captured Gundam suit and they turn it uh, red, oh dude! At the end of that book, it's gonna be this gonna be a fantastic read. Yeah, it'd be a lot uh, a lot different than the the um, the show's yeah uh, version of the final fight. But having that ugly old um, Jiong, oh my gosh, that suit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was I I definitely enjoyed watching. It. I liked the whole. Or I enjoyed reading it, especially when they got to the whole thing with Rambaral. I mean, Rambaral is one of the bigger pimps in, in Gundam, oh, and he God. became the coolest <laughs> in Gundam The Origin. Oh, I mean, He I, wasn't already cool enough in the yeah. novel. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the Ooh, novel, and man. he was pretty ice cold. That man was a G. But, um, no, it was definitely, uh, definitely um, a nice representation, nice and reimagining of it. It's just a shame that they stopped it. They stopped right before they yeah. get into the backstory of Shar. Well, Char hopefully, hopefully they can bring him over. I, I have a feeling though. Re- once the series is done in Japan, Viz will probably re-release it like the Dead Battle Angel, yeah, in, in Tonkabon format, regular manga size, and pro- probably blow them out. At least I hope so. Unless they give up the license to give it to someone else who actually cares, yeah, then they'll put it out. Bandai has their own publishing label. I don't see why they don't put it out themselves. Mm, Honestly, who knows? Who but, knows? Um, What'd be another another one you got on your mind there? Well, staying on um, UC, there's also. Um, it's not released here yet, but we also have uh, Char's Deleted Affair. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. And we... What did we read up to? We read, like, the first volume? I actually read, like, halfway through the second volume. Oh, my goodness. I haven't even but, read that. Yeah, no, it's um, it's basically the moments after the fall of Abawaku. Oh, cool. um, they're leaving. Starting with... Uh, and it's based on the movie continuity. So, yeah, um, they're leaving. They're leaving Abawaku. And, um, to uh, retreat to Zeon. Makube. Makube dies right at the opening um, chapter of that. Yeah, actually, yeah, because he's alive. And he comes through for, like, showing them. He yeah. He defend them as they're escaping. And you actually see in this one, um, Shar's new type powers are off the charts. He's yep. feeling everything. He, and even, even, he can converse. I mean, he can um, communicate with Lala. Yeah. At least the image of Lala that's in his mind. Yeah, and she still haunts him. She still haunts him. And the other thing is, is that's when uh, with the Xeon government exile, and they're still developing suits and technology and, and new type technology. Exactly. That's when he gets introduced with uh, old Haman, and she's like, she goes like sixteen years old, yep. and, and she's so a innocent. happy young child. That is, you know, a complete, you know, a complete um, class A new type pilot exactly. and that they're training. And uh, they start very, developing a relationship. Very impressionable. Yes. She gets with them. Yeah. Good old sports car driving Shar. 
Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen that man drive a car, but he he, he did it great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you also get introduced to um our boys um his right hand man from Zeta Gundam man, Apple oh, and uh, Roberto. Apple and Roberto. Oh, they make an appearance in there. Making appearance. But they have man. different names. So it looks like their their names were when they were in the AU. The, the names were fake. Yeah, the yeah. names in the uh, they pulled Roberto the Quattro Had to been fake. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, it only got to a certain point, and um, right when Char gets, he gets a new suit, and or he's testing one of the new mobile armors or something. I can't remember if it's an armor or a suit, but um, you know, he his potential is going through the roof. He's developing the situ- He's developing um, the relationship with Haman. And what's funny is, as he's sitting there talking with. Lala in his head, she's telling him to go for it. So, wow. you know, and... That she yeah. needs guidance, that he can't leave her on. Yeah. That she needs someone like him. Well, it's funny, too, because she actually experiences when... Um, oh, what the heck was his name? Uh, the, Zob- or the zombie and the big zom. What was his name? Oh, Dozel. Dozel. Yeah. When Dozel's wife dies, and she actually dies a little after they make they escape Bawaku. Right. And she actually feels it, because... Haman actually sees her reuniting with Dozel, and it freaks that's her out. And right. that's really how they first get in, and she runs immediately to Char. But yeah. from what I hear, though, you know, they're trying to make, they form Axis. They're trying to get back. They're trying to, he's supposed to get in a, infiltrate the Earth Federation, and he plays that he's dead, and it screws her up. That's right. And then she becomes Haman Khan of Zeta Gundam. Yeah. Look out, world. But um, By the time Double O Three rolls around, <laughs> the party is over. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what would be what would be another um, another one, one you would want about. to talk about? Um, when it's not Gundam related, um, we were talking about it before. I'd like to this. read the ones that I know the uh, the ones I'd like to read, but I know they're not been translated, and I can't read Japanese like or well Tales based. of Bison Well based on or Battler Dunbine. Uh, that would be nice. Um, I know. Oh, I know that the I was reading the Gundam Seed novels. That's right. They're a lot different than the show. Um, more adult. They're a little bit more adult, and they actually explain a little bit more about the world, mm. a little bit more. And, and people, the events are a little bit different too. Uh, people die at different points and by other people's hands. Oh wow! So, but um, <laughs> anything else you might think out there? There's a blue. Uh, it was Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, oh, Blue, blue Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. yeah. That was a good book. It was about, um, I guess, they were testing a new suit. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it, it was just it was a, it was during the one year war, much like a lot of the side stories are. I didn't read the after I didn't read the War Chronicles book. I think I haven't read, read that one either. You read them either? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did read the War the Chronicles. Two, the two parts. I still. I'm thinking of the other one where the um, the kids are in the the uh, what is that one called? It's a French name. Oh oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, School of the Sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're at the I, school. I read the first three volumes of that, and it's really good. It's drawn by the um, artist of Macross, which we talked about. We talked about Macross on the previous show. But um, see, those are the ones I'd like to see too. Those is, are really those are really Macross good. one because it's um, it takes place between uh, 0083 and Zeta. Mm-hmm. It's in that that's that short time period of uh, I think it's 0086 it takes place, and you can see um, there's another manga out in Japan. About um, it's a test pilot for the Titan suits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rise of, of the Zeta. Titans or something. Advance Flag of, of the Titan. It's called Advance of Zeta. Advance yeah. of Zeta. And I want been want to read that too. Um, just a lot of uh, there's a lot of it just to, it just goes to show that there's a lot of side material. Oh yeah. The Gundam that's printed in Japan, including all the different 
novels based on um, the Seed and Destiny series. Oh yeah, all the um, the Astrays, mm-hmm. the uh, X Astray, Red Frame, or the Red X Astray. What's um, the name? Logal. Lo, uh, yeah, Low Gear. Low Gear. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's the man. And just, uh, just so you know, he's the second. And coming. Guy, Guy Mikamura. Guy, Low is the second coming of um, my man Domo Akashi. Pretty much. You know. <laughs> and there's, there's also the. Gundam X manga that I read. That's yeah. that's a it's a year. No, it's two years after the events of the See? show. Right. So and that's with prayer, right? No, no, no. This is Gundam X, X? not Gundam Seed. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, I'm sorry. This I'm thinking, is I'm thinking of um, thinking of a stray. Um, yeah. yeah, stray X. But Gundam X uh, under the moonlight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the world still, even though at the end of uh, Gundam X. Everything seemed like uh, you know they were trying to get you know, bring the world back together, but they uh, they're still finding all the old equipment that was lost. Wow! And that's how they they find another GX with a pilot inside, hibernating. Yeah. Oh. In it, like a hibernating chamber inside the um, inside the GX. So. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, that was that's good. Um, anything else you can think of? Real quick, there's several others. Should we go into it now? We'd be, we'd be talking about it all night. Well, just just hit up a couple, just for some people to check out. We can always come back and talk about it. That's true. Um, let me think. Uh, is there anything from Matt? I've never read any Macross ones. There's the Robotech novels from Jack McKinney. Okay. I mean, those, those. I mean, if you're a Robotech fan, you should look out for those. They're most definitely. I read all those when I was a kid, um, and it still continues to this day. And wow. It's still, still chronological. So um, I need to pick up the other ones that I haven't read yet and get into those. But there's those. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think about any other ones I've read. See, I know, I know they've novelized a lot of these shows, but we never get them over here. And which was always amazing to me that we ever got the Mobile Suit Gundam novel. The last book I like, to, I, I guess I bring up is Bell Tour's Crystal. Oh yeah. The original version of Shars Counterattack. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it, it's it's a bit different. Than that, and and of course the um the novels of uh I don't I forget what they're called, but um about Bright Sun um oh um, um, Hathaway Hathaway's Flash Hathaway's Flash yeah right. those were you know he really um he becomes a terrorist yeah he becomes a terrorist of he becomes Mafty I think and yeah Bright the, Bright doesn't know throughout the entire story that his son became a terrorist and he's fighting against his this son. mysterious terrorist terrorist organization that's head by his son. And um, because of Battle of Wits and a lot of other things as well, but um, it's kind oh, of an cool. after, a, a kind of an epilogue to um, Bright Noah's um, career. Yeah, and, um, I'm sure. And, uh, Mondo Bell, but um, I want to read that a lot if they ever bring that here. But. Well, those are just a couple of things in print. We know that most of us don't like to read because it's a lot easier to watch it. But um, no, I definitely would say you know if you have an opportunity to get some of these, and I know you know a lot of these mangas, we've had to download them offline too because they're uh, the fan subs too. You know, definitely, definitely check them out. Um, you know, and hopefully the companies out there listening know that there's a market for them. <laughs> I think that might be the best thing, but um, you know, and also check out the uh, print small limited editions and let us know. We'll get yeah. Them. And check and definitely if you're into Gundam, especially Mobile Suit Gundam, like Solbro said, you need to check out the Gundam original novel. Novel. So, but uh, that concludes this segment. We'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam. The Gundam. They're robots, John. Huh, look at that. This is Solbro Review. 
And when you have a free moment, check out these cool websites. MAHQ.net. And that stands for the Mecca and Anime Headquarters. They have information and reviews on a variety of animes, as well as specs on Mecca from your favorite series. Check out the forums and see what the regulars are saying about Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. AEUG.blogspot.com. And that website is Ganada. And that's your number one news site for all things Gundam. But watch out for those spoilers on Gundam Double Zero, though. FTSShow.com. And that's for the podcast that started it all. Flip the script. Anime, video games, movies, TV, and music are a few of the subjects that are tossed about in a roundtable discussion by six very different individuals. Boy Wonder, Dr. Encyclopedia Black, Lee Majors, and Shoji Ramuro, as well as the host of Gundam, Neil Lorenoke, and Sobro Ryu. GundamOfficial.com as Gundam O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L dot com And that's for the official website of Gundam, of course. It's um, managed by the guru of Gundam himself, Mark Simmons. For those who had missed out on Simmons' mega fan site and extensive wiki of mobile suits in the late 90s, labeled the Gundam Project, now's your chance to see the second coming of it at GundamOfficial.com www.myspace.com slash GundamTheShow that's G-U-N-D-A-M-N, The Show. And last but not least is the website for the unofficial podcast for all things Gundam and Mecha, Gundam. Check us out on MySpace, and if you're a member, add us as a friend and give us your opinions on the Mecha series you enjoy. Peep these cool websites when you get a minute. Now, back to... Killing me won't bring back your... Damn, honey! Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Welcome back to Gundam. This is your host, Neo, along with Old Soul Bro. That's right. We're going to be going into our third topic, which is um, it's just kind of a generic topic. It's about the genre, the mech genre in, in, um, in general. Just kind of our thoughts of the future of mech anime and, you know, kind of what we'd like to see, maybe, um, you know, what are... You know what we would like to see in some new shows, mm-hmm. uh, character-wise, story-wise, uh, layout-wise, whatever it might be. But um, started off, I think the one thing I would like to see in a lot of these shows, and is I'd like to see a breakup of the formula. Yeah, I think to an extent, the young pilot, like super young pilot, sixteen, fifteen years old. It's just being overdone a little bit too much. Um, I that's wouldn't mind seeing a Family Man being a pilot. <laughs> that would just yeah, just, just mean, to see some 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 average guy who you know yeah I mean get this, thrown or you know just 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 to see a normal soldier mm-hmm. be a pilot. You know there, there are some shows like that like Voltomes and um mm-hmm. and um and um just just. You know, just just a, a guy of the right age. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and kids like we, and wide-eyed, cute characters are fine. Yeah, I, I can I can swallow that, but I want to see a more reali- de- realistic depiction of a pilot, like the characters in Eighth MST. Yeah, like um, yeah, because they were all over the age of twenty-one. Oh, heck, I like, think except for um, uh, Mikkel. Exactly. I think Mikkel was probably the only one that was, he, he was eighteen. He, or you would he'd have thought he'd have been the dude in the suit. 
Yeah. I mean, he fit the If you look, yeah, if you looked. But by looking, you'd have thought, oh, he's a spunky kid. He'd be the pilot. No, no. It was Shiro. Shiro was, like, what, 24, 25? Yeah, Shiro was, like, in his 20s. So, I mean, and, you know, he had seen already some battle already. So, you know, he was not new yeah. to, 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 to the battlefield. Um, it took a show about fantasy to get a pilot about the right age. Like, Dunbine? Yeah. show was about the right age. You know, he was, like, pushing 20 himself. Yeah, he was, he was college age, which exactly. I think is, you know, it works a little bit more. He was enlistment age, basically. So it's like, I could buy that. And I mean, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the actual conventional army, but you know, it was an army nonetheless. But you know, he was he was the, of the age to do the job. And I understand why they do um, why they do the young pilot. Sometimes it's to convey desperation, uh, especially yeah. in a lot of these shows. They and try they to get, convey this whole thing of desperation. These aliens came, they attacked. There's nobody else that can do this because exactly. all the people got wiped out. And to pull in the younger demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it would be kind of nice to have people of age. Um, you know that that's probably my biggest thing too. I think that's why I like Double Zero a lot because some uh, some of the some of the main guys outside pilots. of Satsuna, and I, I I'm actually the only thing I'm kind of disappointed is is as I found out his age mm-hmm. uh, as being 16. I think he he looks like he's more 18 and acts like he's more 18, but it kind of bothers me though that they kind of they went young again. They went young on him. I mean, all the other pilots seem older, and they seem like they're in their twenties. I, th- I think the difference between him and bringing up shooting from Destiny, they're battle hardened to a sense because they've experienced the horrors of war. So I'll give them. But an still, extension. I mean, and and re- and let's be kind of realistic to a point. Right. How many people are going to give the keys to a sixteen-year-old kid with one of the most powerful weapons? If not the most powerful weapon yeah, in the so, world, that's true. But um, it take a lot of proving to get that suit. Yeah. <laughs> Off of that. What would be something you'd like to see in uh, your... Uh, something else I'd like to see? Uh, in, in I'd like to some see... Some of your future shows. I don't think outside of... I don't think outside of uh, Gunbuster have we really seen any female pilots. Oh, yeah. Um, we were dis- we've discussed this a lot in the past, but um, if they ever make a sequel to Seed, another one that takes place past Destiny, um, I think we've gotten to the point where um, maybe we can get a female lead in there. One that would just break the mold on a lot of things, and also, um, on top of that, if it wasn't, uh, if just just average, I'd like to see a female lead in the mech show. I don't think it's been done. Besides Gunbuster, I don't think it's been done at all. But Gunbuster and Pat Labor, yeah. Pat Labor, the only two examples I can think of. Oh, Bubblegum Crisis, but, they were, but they yeah. really, were they really mechs? Though? Well, I would I, I would even consider Bubblegum Crisis and Ghost in the Shell mech shows to some degree because okay. they do they do involve mecha. Such as the um, Tachikomas. You got that. But I mean, in the conventional mech show where you got a, a suit that you sit inside and, you know, you know something like a Gundam or something like that. The, I'd like to see a female lead. The other the other thing that I would like to see is some is when it comes to re- in terms of the actual suits, maybe not as overpoweringly huge. That's true. Because, um, I mean, in some sense of it... Why, why would you create something that's going to be that big? I mean, the only... They never really explain in these shows why they make them that big. The right. only the, the only thing that would make sense is they just couldn't miniaturize anything. Unless it, was a, unless it was a natural progression from smaller suits to bigger yeah. suits to bigger suits. Until you get to the point where the show begins with the suits that are 50 feet tall, then, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like in Macross, it made sense because in Macross, the aliens were that big. Right. So they made the suits formidable to fight them. Mm-hmm. Um, in Gundam, 
I'm pretty sure it was a progression of things where well, they they, they always show suits. yeah they always show the construction suits but exactly you know plus Xeon needed an edge it needed to make something big and menacing right so they needed to make something pretty big and can handle itself so you know I I guess the size is okay but if you look at shows like one of them that's not particularly your favorite mm-hmm. Gasaraki yeah they are smaller they're smaller yeah. suits and you know that in in, in Gasaraki is as slow paced as it is I can't knock it because it's so real world. Yeah. Um, save for the whole alien plot line. <laughs> yeah. It's so real world in the physics of the suits that, you know, it's it's an amazing thing. It makes you think that tomorrow this can happen. It's kind of the Metal Gear effect. Metal right. Gear the suit's huge, but it, it's something that if if it really did happen, that we'd have to approach it that way. Because if one country had a suit like that or a weapon like that, how would the rest of the world fare? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd be, you know, those suits are so formidable, they can run into cities and just waste them all. They could hold complete, you know, hold complete cities hostage. I mean, they could, they could, they could, they could be used tactically to just, you know, it, just, just, to, just to be a weapon of mass destruction. And I guess, I guess, probably the the thing with the size of the suits in a lot of these shows is they make them that large, just to be like a deterrent, kind of like you know the whole thing that we used to do with Russia came with like nuclear weapons. You know, we have X amount. X amount, you know, and I guess maybe that's kind of the thought process in there, but, you know, some of these shows, it's just, you know, you you go in there and you're like, man, you know, why is this thing so big? Well, do you think it also may have to stem with from the Kaiser shows of yesteryear? I think, I think to an extent, yeah, super robot shows, I mean. Exactly. Was it Mazen Kaiser before that, uh, Tetsu, Tetsu Gen 28? Yeah, you know, uh, who we know as a uh, Gigantor, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, they were that big, so why not keep up the tradition? Yeah, and I guess, you know, they are menacing. The other thing I would like to kind of see is breaking the whole mold of how some of the cute, you know, the protagonists act. Right. A lot of these shows, they're getting so, so predictable. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. he found the keys. He's, you know, he's going to do this. He's got the girl that is always around him that, you know, she, she loves him dearly, but he doesn't know that he just still sees her as that friend. He's, he's that, as much as that does happen in real life, right. it would be nice to see if a guy just, you know, Had his has a together. suit, he's got a girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that, he's known her for a while. Or all that drama's already out the way, yeah. so going to new territory. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, you know, let's not, you know, let's break the norm of, some of the things are some of the supporting, especially the supporting pilots. The right. guy with the glasses is going to be the the overweight guy. Might be the first one to die, probably. So you know, he's, he's the heart and soul of the ship. Yeah, so when he goes. Morale is broken. Yeah, I mean that's where I kind of enjoyed like uh, a show like Faulkner, where even though they used the kid angle, it, at least with the way that they um, you know did the stories with the. Everybody, it's yeah. a little bit different. And, and even even so, were, not all the pilots were, were kids. Some of them were yeah, who used to be kid pilots. But they and they kind of broke the formula of like who was going to die. Right. You know, they didn't have like the wisecracking. You know, the the wisecracking guy wouldn't be the last one killed, and you know the the overweight awkward kid that had you know low self esteem would be the first one killed. Exactly. You didn't you know. in that show. You didn't know who was going to go. Yeah, you know they were going. Yeah, you know, I mean, somebody was biting it, but you didn't if, know. If there was a betting pool, you could probably bet that the main character would probably be the one to live in the end. I don't know but though. Some it, characters almost to a point it seemed like he probably shouldn't have, and he almost didn't. Yeah. But and what would be something else you would like to see in 
for the future of mech anime? Uh, well, something else I'd like to see. Um, in, in the way that they do the shows, because I mean, it, I mean, one thing I would like to see is I would like kind of, even though this goes against like everything I just said. That's mm-hmm. I'm talking about Real Robot when I was talking about that. Yeah. I would like to kind of see a return of some of the super robot formula. Yes. I would like to and see And I mean that the true back. super robot formula. After seeing a show like Gekiganger, I mean, not Gekiganger, but uh, that included, but Go Gaga. Yeah. It's I like mean, you, got, you, got a, you get a taste for that again, yeah. you know? I mean, it, granted, it was beaten to death in the 70s. But we, I think we had enough of a drought to at least have a couple shows come back that are super robot yeah. you know, in, you know, influenced um, at least once in a while. And, you and, know, and truly be fun. Yeah. And the thing that was great about Go Gagar was the fact that it was, in essence, it was just truly fun. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like Die Guard. And it had a great story, though. That yeah. was what was amazing about it. But, you know, Return to Super Robot War or Super Robot, um, it's kind of the genre would be nice. Um, I think um, I think more shows. The only problem is, is with stuff like that, there's a, there's a fine balance between being fun and silly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you really, if you get the people to do like Daigar or, or Gogagar, then, you know, it would work. But, right. you know, it would just start out being, you know, silly. Just like the same thing that we have sometimes with some of the, the mech shows where they're just too serious. That's true. I mean, sometimes it's hard to, hard to play it in the middle. It's hard yeah. to. I mean, Nadesco is one of those few shows that did it. You know, you, Nadesco, Nadesco is is a prime case where you could it could it could be ridiculous one at one moment mm-hmm. and deadly serious the next. Just don't watch the movie. Yeah, I love the movie though. Ugh. You didn't like the movie at all. <laughs> I love the movie. Uh, uh, the mo- it, the movie is all the movie's too serious compared to the, uh, the vibe of the show. But I like the movie a lot. And, oh, that's um, a that's a different topic for a different day. What? Oh, oh man, we're finally gonna have a Cisco yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch it again, but we will save I, that for another. Just show. so I have my bearings on a lot of things. Oh, Nadesco uh, next week, gang. But uh, <laughs> what, 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 what else? What is something else you'd like to see? Let's say let's kind of do a breakdown. We we said that we'd like to have the characters a little bit older, maybe even closer to you know middle aged in a lot of ways. I'd like to see a female lead, female lead, a la a machine, but with you know, with as the lead, not a supporting character. Yeah. Um, we also like to see the return of the Super Robot Show. Super Robot Show. Um, maybe a little bit more realism to an extent with maybe shrinking the robots the down robot. a little bit. A la Victory Gundam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that I, mean, was, I forgot, really I forgot about that. Because they, they were only like, show. like 12 meters tall or something yep. like that. They, they, they shrunk them down tremendously. It took a kid pilot and wanted to get that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make them kid friendly. Uh. <laughs> As if they weren't already. But uh, other than that, anything else? I mean, there's there's, oh, there's a ton more. I'm just trying to think of something that's worth saying. Um, I, the, I the other, see, you know what? I want to see the return of the space opera. Yeah, I want to see something more. Um, more. It, it, with, it, there's there's plenty of space operas without Max, but I want to see something come back. Now there's a new Macross coming out, which we forgot to mention. On last week's show, Macross Frontier, right, starting up soon. So I can't wait to start watching that. But um, I may get my wish, but I want to see the re- the the romance return. Yeah, I want to see kind of a War and Peace type of. Epic. They were trying to do that with Seed, and I think the first Seed show had that. Yeah, it did. The second one lost it. Yeah, but 
Yeah, no. I wasn't really feeling the whole Stella arc. Yeah, I mean, I I mean was, that's that's a yeah, different I mean, topic for a different time. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do. And kind of, I'm also a little tired of the space alien. Really? To an extent. Where well, we haven't seen too many aliens as of lately, have we? Well. Well, I mean, then again, I mean, going off a gun, we never see aliens. But no, but what I'm saying is in a lot of the other robot shows, right. there's always a space alien. You know, there's always... Um, you know, that's what I think maybe is so nice about, like, um, a Gundam and, you know, even certain parts of Macross where, you know, it's, you know, it's more or less more human. It's more human. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. And he, I mean, even the Zentradi, even the fact that they were still humans, they were just big humans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're aliens, they're aliens, they're aliens, aliens so. because they're just from a different place. But, you know, like, I don't know, some, you know, um, let me see. Like some of the ones like um, like Raza, yeah, and stuff like that. The mysterious I mean, um, alien. Creatures. Yeah, I mean, and the, and they just get so predictable and they get so convoluted at the end. It's yeah. just so ridiculous. I, 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 you know what I want to see? I want to finally see a mech show where the end is already figured out before the <laughs> beginning is full, is figured <laughs> out, where we where we get an ending that will leave us standing and applauding when the show is over it's like dude this is the greatest sh- this is, oh my gosh I can't oh, believe this show and the one last thing the one last thing and then I will close out this topic the right. one thing that I want to see and this I've only seen it in seen it in one show All right. really hit me up is the fear of the mech yeah. and I'm talking the fear of the mech by the people that are even piloting it wow and what show was that a day on Space Runaway a day yeah. on because what I liked about that show was the fact, and granted, it had a lot of uh, you know had a lot of the little quirks of you know Super Robot and all that stuff in it. But what was great about that was they were piloting a robot, and they didn't want to pilot it. They didn't want to. They didn't, they, by by the end, by halfway towards the end of that show, they just want to turn the keys in on that thing, and they don't want to pilot it anymore. Exactly. But the thing was so dangerous that they felt that it was better in their hands. Mm-hmm. Than in other people's hands. As moody as a man as Tomino is, yeah, he really broke the mold on a lot of mech genre. Because um, you never I think of the the pilots never think of the repercussions of using these machines, even in Gundam. Yeah, to an extent, a lot of the Gundams they don't even, you know, they they think about it, especially with like the react, especially in Universal Century when the reactors blow up. But other than that, they don't really think of all the destruction. G Gundam though, G had it. yeah, G Gundam had, had it too. That was, and uh, you finally got to see it from the opposite side. And that, and that's that's the one thing where you know these are weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> these these mechs, and, you and need to take responsibility for what yeah. you do in them, which is what a Daeon was all about. Exactly, responsibility and, was a and, huge and G Gundam, and G Gundam, and G Gundam. So I mean, the, the thing about a Daeon was being in the center of a whirlwind because mm-hmm. they had a suit that they couldn't give up. Yeah. Because if they did, the wrong people would get their hands on it, and they you were know. dead anyway. Yeah. So they were, you know, it's part of my French, but you know, you're 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 um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. So you know, in that situation, they were against a rock and a hard place, and you feel bad for those kids every episode. But it's a powerful show in the respects of that, because um, and it really bothered them. Yeah. Like. Because that suit would go out of control. Oh gosh! And it would bother them when something would happen, and they felt all the responsibility for it. Where, you know, that a lot of times it's lost in some of these mech shows, and it's lost in a lot of Gundam. Yep. Um, you know, they go around, they fight with each other, and 
the whole world is blown up. But you know, they they were victorious. Yeah. But you never it, it never shows the consequences of everything the else. Cost of it. Yeah. And that's that's something else I'd like to see. But consequences. That's what we want to see come back in exactly. the big form. But um, that closes out this closes out this last segment. Take that full metal panic. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we won't even go there. But if um, if anybody else has any ideas of um, you know some things that might be like they'd like to see in the future, a mech anime, let us know because I'm sure this is going to be like a topic that me and Solbro will probably hit up a few more times down the road. I would dip in the well, yeah, many a time. Because I mean, I, I think our attitudes change, and I think you know with different shows that come out. The bar always gets raised to a certain degree, but um, that's the end of this episode or this segment, and we'll be back with some thoughts. Damn it! If I had a wartime consigliere Sicilian, I wouldn't be in a shape. Pop that jenko! Look what I got. Meager military strength had no choice but to attack. Please try to understand our situation. I still have missiles. Don't force me to shoot one of my own. You're from Upper Earth? As if that matters. Can't you see Lord Drake is drunk on power? What would you expect, lady? I kind of just got here. You're right. You're right. You leave me no choice. Give it your best shot. You're so wrong! Marvel frozen. That's one brave lady. And so concludes the third episode of Gundam. This is one of your hosts, Neo. And, this, and, oh. and right here at Sober Ryu, giving y'all a fine salute, goodbye. And quickly, uh, we'll just go over our three little topics that we went over. We went over the, the first, we had episodes two, three, and four of double, Mobile Suit Double, Gundam, double Zero. Double Zero. And of course, we also talked about the um, our favorite um, renditions of uh, mech shows in print. Mm hmm. And lastly was kind of our thoughts on the future of mech anime, some things we'd like to see, some things we don't want to see. And so concludes the third episode. But before we leave, a few more minutes. And because old Soulbro here has got a few, few acknowledgments that he wants to give some people that gave us some feedback. I got some nods and virtual dab for you guys. Um, first of all, Hi Kashiki was the first one to give us a comment on the thread. At um, MAHQ. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate the, the feedback. Wonton Bob, you were the second, man. Thank you very much as well. And then my man, Vent ZX, who sent, sent me email on the MAHQ boards. He, um, he, he gave us a, a lot of kind words. He listened to the previous two episodes, just like the other gentleman did. And um, unless you're a lady, then. But, but either way, <laughs> I have no way of knowing. But it's fine. That's getting way too personal. But uh, <laughs> thank you all, all three, very much for the feedback. And I hope to hear um, more of your insight and exactly. opinions. I also want to throw out a. Um, give a us some questions, too. Give, us, give questions. us some uh, topics or some things you want to hear. If you want to record a five minute, um, a five minute um, thought on something mecha related, please hit us up with that in MP3 format. Um, it has to be 128. Um, 
uh, constant bit rate. But if you send that in to us, I'll definitely put that in the show. Nice. As long as you keep their language clean, though, if you can. <laughs> um, also, on my our MySpace page, I wanted to give a big up to voice actor Chris Calhoun. The voice of Bright Noah. He added us as a friend. Oh, wow. Ooh, man. That's pretty cool. We need to talk to him one day. Well, I'm going to have to try to get that interview scored for the show. And, of course, um, Tom Hanks also added us as a friend on MySpace. Thank the you, Tom, Tom Hanks. The Tom Hanks. I hope to see you in the Robotech movie. We'll see you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, check us out at um, MySpace.com slash show. Email us at Gundam at CFL.RR.com. And also check out MAHQ.net. Okay. At the forums, and, we'll, and um, I'm, I'm going to make a more concerted effort to be on there a little bit more. That's right. Um, so it's kind of tough sometimes, hey, but you we know, all, we yeah, all, we, we all got stuff to do. But at least post once a week. Yes. No, I'll do. I'm going to try to do. I'm trying at least go on there like uh, once a day or so. So, so. but um, yeah, we, we definitely want to hear from you guys and everybody that gave us um, some acknowledgement. Great. I mean, that's what we're looking for. And you know, any of your thoughts or comments, questions, whatever it might be. Just forward them on to the things that Soul Bro told you. So, right. for myself and Soul Bro Ryu, That's right. uh, this completes the third episode of Gundam. We'll see you in about two weeks with uh, episode number four. We'll have some reviews of Double Zero and some other hard hitting mech topics. That's right. If you guys got any suggestions for topics, hit us up too. Nice. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Peace. Take Keen and leave. You'll regret this, Lord Keats. There is only one path a warrior can take. I don't make the rules. Father! The bonds of parent and child are cut. Go now, or I shall cleave you in two. Leave me! Gundam! This is Shinjuku Station Production. Whatever you say, chump, let's go! 